Mikey, Mikey and Remy A show about the serious and not so serious parts of our edible world. Let's eat. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Eden. This is Mikey. This is Rindog. And this is our show about food, eating, cooking, and life. Hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The depth of that conversation. <laughs> hmm. um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I am feeling um, some just super yummy vibes after yeah. the interview we just did. We had a great interview. We had a great interview. Yeah, so we decided to talk to one of our friends who is a lactation consultant. Mm-hmm. Um and we're we're talking about the first food. First food. The first meal. Yes. The first thing that you get to eat and that's um breast milk formula. Yep. And she helps you with that. Yeah. Which I think is really cool. I mean, it's an amazing thing to think about, you know, starting, I talk about this on the show, but the idea of like seeing our baby eat things for the first time. Um, I've always think about sweet potato. I always think about bacon, Mm. like watching our kids face when they eat bacon for the first time. Whoa. But I had never really thought about the idea that there is literally a first time that the, that this kid will be eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. And she did an amazing part. She had a cool way of describing it. Yeah, she was talking. We we didn't record this part um on the episode, but she was she was talking about this like it's two people sort of coming together for a, you know to to like waltz together for the first mm. time that have never waltzed, never ne- never danced before, right? And you've really you're saying waltz in a really funny way. Waltz. Waltz. It's like you're saying it with an O. Rennie always gives it's me. It's not W O L T Z. Like warts. Like my Rennie always gives me and my dad shit because my dad says scallops instead Ooh. of scallops. And I say scallop. And you're always like, I think Whoa. just because it sounds gross and flabby to say it like that. Well, and a scallop scallop. A, it sounds like is, a scallop, I am not gonna get food poisoning. And a scallop, I'm def, I'm definitely gonna get diarrhea. Yeah. If I eat it. <laughs> <laughs> that sound is like the sound of your butt gulping kind yes. of like, scallop. Yeah, and a, and a scallop looks like a booger, like a solidified ocean mm. booger or something. Yeah. Oysters don't gross you out. Scallops, you did get sick I off scallops sick. one time. Yeah. And yeah. It's, I'm ruined. Yeah. Game over. Once it happens one time, I have, the, do you know that I had this with marinara sauce for a really long time? Oh. Because in college, I like puked a couple of times after having eaten, you know, either pasta or like uh, pizza or something. Mikey. That. Are what? you sure it wasn't 4 a.m. Mama T's pizza? Yeah. After whatever. like, 75 natty lights. What? That made me feel sick? That made you puke. Oh, well, no. I'm no no no. Here's the here's the thing I'm saying is that I had a like vomit smells like acid. Tomato mm. sauce is acidic. And so, like, there was this whole period of time where if I was like washing the dishes after like a spaghetti meal and I would get the kind of like soapy, warm oh. spaghetti smell. Oh, I was like, I can't handle this. Like, and it's, I had a root beer float aversion for years because we had a root beer float party in like fifth grade and I drank 20 of them or something and then puked and I couldn't have like root beer for years. So yeah. yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But she, she was just talking about this, like two humans dancing for the first time together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, I, I don't know. I just thought that that was such a really 
beautiful image and also a really like forgiving image about how, you know, there's, it's going to take time. You have to learn. You guys have to learn each other. You have to learn how to feed, learn how to eat. And that if it, if it isn't successful, it doesn't mean that you're a bad human. It just means that you had some challenges with your waltz Mm -hmm. and then maybe you have to try a polka. Sure. <laughs> and the polka would be formula. Yeah, sometimes you have to doggy together. You know? <laughs> that would have been. Sometimes you have to teach them how to doggy. I like um, that you use that reference, and I, I, I use the polka. polka. <laughs> my fucking, I have my pregnant grandmother over here. <laughs> well, I kind of am. Dang, that poodle uh, skirt really looks great on your <laughs> pregnant belly. Well, and it's, and I think, I mean, there's so food is so. Um, there's so much pressure put around food, uh, you know, especially for women, but it, like in our culture around like, well, what are you eating? How are you eating? What are you feeding your kids? And breastfeeding is just such a polarizing mm. breastfeeding versus formula mm. or with each other. It's such a weirdly, um, shameful or like thing that people call people out for. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they don't feel bad about it. Like they'll oh, say sure. like, Oh God, you're feeding your kid formula or whatever. And it's yeah. so judgmental. Best. Yeah. Fuck you. Right. Like there's, right. I don't know. I was talking with a good friend the other day and she really, really wanted to breastfeed mm-hmm. and was having production issues and was having a lot of pain and things like that and used formula. And she was in like, you know, she works in kind of the healthcare field and there were people that were educators like in her field that were just saying like formula, like that, Feeding your kid formula is akin to feeding your kids like KFC or mm. like poison basically is the way that she was putting it. And first of all, that's just, it's such an ableist thing and like such a privileged thing to say to someone. It's right. so fucked up. Right. And the other part is just like, it's, they're going to be good. They're going to be fine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. And we talk about, you know, that as well as we really get into food systems and we talk about the formula shortage. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we talk about these things, like food is food is food, right? Formula is food. Um, The sourcing of food in our world for like where we're getting the things that we eat is a really big issue that we, if you're an eater, if you're someone who cares about food, if you're someone who cares about our world, like this is at the forefront food waste. Um, I was at a food conference years ago that was in Washington and they were Washington state apples Mm -hmm. are famous Mm -hmm. at this food systems conference about food waste. They were serving New York apples. (laughs) What? And the only reason for that is money. Right. Is someone's making money off of the transport of those things and that, you know, and so right. anyways, it's just something to think about. And I think that um, our guest really had a wonderful insight on a lot of these things. Yeah, it's juicy. We hope you enjoy. Um, here's Sarah. Hi. Hi, guys. Welcome to Mikey and Rin Eat In, the Mikey and Rin interview. Rin Dog. Who we got with us? Oh, hey, everybody. We have a really special friend today. Um, I'm really thrilled to introduce this beautiful human. Um, she is a lactation consultant. She is an educator. Um, and her name is Sarah. And she's sitting to my right. Hi, Sarah. Hi, good morning. Um, so really, we wanted to talk to Sarah today. I mean, for lots of reasons. But, you know, we're... Um, parents in training right now. We are aspiring. <laughs> or no, I guess not even aspiring. We are. I mean, I consider us parents at this point. Uh-huh. We're on the road. Yeah. Yeah. Waiting for baby to come earthside. Yeah. And um 
Sarah and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about lactation, about feeding, about formula. And she's just got um, such really interesting ideas. Totally. And um, I found our conversation so rich. And I said, do you want to do this on the podcast, please? I thought it was so fun because you guys have kind of shifted your show. I've been yeah. listening ever since it was just about babies. Oh, sure. Totally. Um, loved following your journey. And I really appreciate your vulnerability with the mm. community. It's been really important, especially as someone who works with birthing families constantly yeah. to like hear your guys' emotions through everything. And mm. anyway, as you've shifted to this more food centric thing, it was kind of fun, this idea that we kind of get to bring them both together. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Well, and this this is, is first food. It's the first food. It's the first meal. Yeah. yeah. I just, I was thinking about that and it's just, like what an amazing idea like yeah. you know and this is one of the things that I'm the most excited about being a, a parent is like the idea of like I get to be with my kid the first time they eat a sweet potato or bacon or whatever yes. and but like really the first thing that they're eating is something along the lines of of breast milk or formula or mm-hmm. something in between that I don't even know about <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about it, yeah. <laughs> Maybe gravy will holidays. But I just think there's something so amazing about that. Like it is the first thing that this because okay, I'll play dumb guy because I totally know the answer to this. When baby is right now with Corinne, right? Mm-hmm. Baby is eating through the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What it's, happens with their mouth? They're not having to use it right now. Is it is it sealed shut? Or they're breathing fluid. Yeah. Like yeah. the movie The Abyss. Like they're still working on their <laughs> yes. swallowing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they're but are, they're not getting nutrition that way. Okay. But they are swallowing the fluid. Like it's going through their system. So mm-hmm. technically they're kind of, abs- well. Twins talk about first, first foods. <laughs> yeah. Trying to really dig down. Yeah. yeah. But so like, here's, okay. So are they digesting amniotic fluid? Like are they pooping it out? That's such a good question. I'm actually not an expert on yeah. um, nutrition during for babies yeah, yeah. pregnancy. Right, <laughs> um, which makes sense. And you got to know I'm going to rabbit hole on that later. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, I just had never really thought about that until now. I know. And then there's meconium and there's like all, Ooh. there's like mm-hmm. lots the, of stuff going on in Is there. that the stuff that they're kind of covered in when they're No, born? that's like their poop. Meconium is um, the first poop. Yeah. Oh, first mm-hmm. poop. Okay, yep. cool. Yep. It's yep. really dark and sticky and mm. delightful. Like mm-hmm. a, a demi gloss. Let's just, we'll just bring everything back to food. <laughs> yes. so it's like, 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 a, like a sauce base. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so tell us, I mean, tell us a bit about what you do and like what are the biggest parts of your world when you're working with your clients? Yeah. So as a lactation consultant, I spend most of my time talking with parents about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um or generally hu- feeding human milk. So it might not be at the breast or at the chest. It could just be feeding, they pump and then feed through a bottle. Kind okay. of goes both ways. Um, but that's generally my world. Um, this year I've gotten kind of a crash course in formula mm. um, with the formula shortage. And so I'm really excited to bring some of that knowledge now to my clients because I don't work with people who 100% breastfeed. Mm. Right, You know, sure. sometimes they don't have enough milk and they want a combo feed. It mm. um, doesn't have to be all one or all the other. Yeah, sure. Um, so now that I get to have all this information, I'm really excited to be able to be more well-informed. I love that. And it's, you know, I have some good friends who had a baby um, well, around the time that we were supposed to have our baby. Yeah. And um, and she was talking about how um, she was underproducing. And then it was also just very difficult for her to, to breastfeed. And so she's they're using this formula. It's this kind of wild shit that comes from Canada or for Europe or somewhere like that. Okay. And it's very expensive. Yeah. But, the, the you know, and I ate some of it. It was drank some of it. It was delicious. Um, but the biggest part for her was the social part of it mm-hmm. was that people were kind of like she lives in this town where everybody's kind of like 
you know, in shape and performs at their like highest ability. And so the <laughs> fact that she like wasn't able to do this, people were like very sweet about it, but there was always this like element of judgment in it. Yeah, and she was why just like, Fuck are you, you. Not? Uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is so hard because we don't get set up for success in this country mm-hmm. with lactation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone should have or a lactation consultant, right? right. <laughs> uh, everybody should get lactation within, you know, the first few days of your baby being born. You mm. should get regular follow-ups, even if things are going well. Yeah. Because even if things are going well, parents need to know that things are normal. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. there's yeah. so yeah. much like, oh, should my baby really be eating this often or pooping this often? Like mm. there's always this like, what's normal? Right. Sure. And that's one way you can know. Like if you have a good community of other parents that have been through it, you can reach out and talk to them about it. That's right. fine. Right. Um, although, you know, it's nice to have someone who has some education in it to say like, eh, we really want it to look like this. Or yeah, totally normal. You're doing amazing. Well, and also everyone's, it's so individual, right? Yeah, so individual. It's so individual on the person that's feeding and then also the person that's eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So um, you could probably talk to another parent who's like, ooh, I don't know, that it went totally differently for me, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and also just, the, and then to not even to speak of the like cultural aspects of breastfeeding and kind of like, you know, there's certain cultures that are just, that are like very anti-breastfeeding or it's kind mm-hmm. of shamed. And I don't know, it's just, it's such an interesting thing that I never really, well, I, I remember years ago, the first time I ever really thought about breastfeeding was I was on this ferry in um, in the like Olympic Peninsula, kind of San Juan Islands area. And um, there was this woman breastfeeding and um, this like sweet looking older woman came over. She looked like, ev- like you know, dictionary definition of a grandmother. <laughs> and she had like, you know, her cute little golden girl's hair. And she came over and I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be like a really sweet moment with this new mom. And she came over to her and she was like, you should be ashamed breastfeeding in public. This is disgusting. No one wants to see your breasts. Yikes. Like Mm. laid into her about it. And she, and the only thing I could see the whole time was she had like a cross dangling from her neck. And I was, and so I wrote this blog post. I remember at the time called Jesus hates nipples. Mm. And, um, (laughs) but it was just such a, it was such an amazing thing to me. I was like, you should be fucking like bowing to this woman that she lets you into this, like this amazing moment where she's giving her child life. Yeah. And I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that people were like, I mean, I knew growing up as a boy, I'd be like, oh, I got the scope of boob, you know, <laughs> but I never was like, oh my gosh, there are like adult humans who don't want people to breastfeed in public. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just was something I never experienced. But we'll glorify it everywhere else in our mm, culture. Sure. Please wear, you know, bikinis every, you know, anywhere and everywhere. Totally, low, you right? Know, low cut things. Sure. Show as Super much Bowl as you possibly want. Yeah. yeah totally. But not when you're feeding a human. No. No. That's right. utilitarian and yeah. disgusting. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Um, I always try to challenge people when I teach my lactation classes. Yeah. Like, can you, you know, if you have the, the guts, basically, can you <laughs> please normalize breast, breastfeeding in public. Sure, yeah. Because it, if we normalize it, it's no longer a big thing. It used to be scandalous to show your ankle in public. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right, right. If we all just show our boobs all the time, nobody's going to care anymore. Right. And if we're just feeding a baby, it shouldn't matter. And you can also nurse in public modestly. <laughs> oh, right? sure, you totally. You totally can. So just feed your baby. Yeah, yes. yeah, totally. I mean, I love that there's all these companies doing cool stuff. Like Rini has like the hat stuff from Hatch where you kind of can just like pull something to the side and um, maybe it's not from Hatch. But yeah, have, but they're making it much easier, yeah, I feel you, like. Yeah. You can also like look good and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever. But it is just an amazing thing when you hang out somewhere where there are naked people. I was at Salvi Island, which is like a, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, a nudist beach here, a place you can swim naked um, around Portland. And like 
five, you know, for the first five minutes or stuff, or, you know, so you're like, oh my gosh, people are naked around me. And then like <laughs> after that, it's, you just completely even forget about it. Right. You know, it's right. no longer it's just thing. skin. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, tell us what, when you're working with clients, I'm curious if there's a, um, a thing that you see a lot, right? Like a question that, cause I'm hearing that it's like, am I doing this right? Mm-hmm. Um, but is there something specific that you see that, um, either parents have questions about or, um, or just challenges with like a theme that you see often? Yeah. Um, so the number one theme that folks worry about is enough milk. Yeah, mm. for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one that's really specific to my practice is because I'm kind of in a unique situation where our country will pay for lactation care within like a hospital system. Mm. Okay. Um, because of the ACA mm-hmm. that is covered. But if you're a private practice like me, you have to jump through so many hoops to get paid through insurance. And then it's often like not really paying you a living. So the only people who are paying for your lactation care through insurance is like a hospital system like Providence here in Portland. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. I love that that's available, but a lot of times they're going to help the more like basic struggles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And folks will go see them every week and it's great. And sometimes they still can't figure it out. Mm. So I get the people generally who have been through the insurance paying system Uh And they're like, I still can't figure this out. It's mm. now worth it to pay out of my pocket to come mm. see you and figure yeah. out like the harder stuff. Okay. Yeah. So I get this, the majority of my clientele is folks with tongue tie, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. W- which <clears throat> yep. has gone up? That's the question. Okay. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> okay. Because so lactation as a science is only 36 years old. Oh, really? Mm. Um, you know, we've been doing it ever since humans have existed. Yeah. Mm. Yep. But we took away from the matriarchal healthcare that mm. was in our homes, the midwives, all that stuff. We tried to put it in this very patriarchal medical system. Yeah. And we lost a lot of knowledge along the way. Mm. And there's no money in research for breast milk. Mm-hmm. Right. Like yeah. right. no one's making money off of me feeding my baby with my own body. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. I know that is <laughs> yeah, the most. Pfizer, Pfizer can't really create something. No. no. So or the research similar. is tricky. Yeah. yeah. The most locally sourced <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> closed loop system. Right. Huh. Um, so there is some research. We're working on it. We have an amazing ENT in town, Dr. Gahari, okay. um, who is involved in research, trying to get us kind of to a place where we can point to some scientific purpose yeah. or like reason for things interesting, hmm. or prevalence. Um, yeah, because I had, I mean, I, I've heard of tongue, you know, people being tongue tied, but I thought of it, you know, historically it's more about people not being able to speak right. correctly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, just the amount of people in mm-hmm. our orbit who've had kids with, with pretty serious tongue tie mm-hmm. issues, um, I just, I don't know. It felt really new. Can yeah. you speak to, just for people that don't know, just like the kind of quick and dirty yeah, of what that means? Yeah. Um, so we all have frenulum. Yeah. All, all three of us here at this table could put our tongue under our lip and feel one connecting our lip to our gums. Yeah. We have one under our tongue. We have them in other places in our body too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the problem is when they connect too tightly mm. or in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. Okay. So everyone has them. It's just like kind of where they're located and how tight sometimes- they are. They can be like in the cheek, right? There are cheek ties. That's yeah. totally a thing. Okay. Um, the big one that causes problems for nursing is mm. the tongue. Okay. Because the tongue has to have a lot of different movement. It has to be able to move mm-hmm. out of your mouth, but also has to be able to move up and down really well. Oh, yeah. Okay, and so sure. if babies can't do that movement, then they're compensating. And that's where you get a lot of babies like chewing on mom's nipples mm-hmm. and yeah. it hurts real bad. Sure, sure. And it's not meant to be that way. It's not supposed to hurt. Mm. It's supposed to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't have the right tongue movement, they can't get the suction that they need. Yeah. And then they're chawing to try to hold on. Wow. And yeah. is that where a lot of like mastitis will happen and things like that? Or is that a separate 
issue. Um, there's more risk for mastitis anytime you have nipple damage because okay. bacteria can get yeah, in. Sure. But it's not necessarily a, a tongue tie thing. Okay. Yeah. It's so interesting. I hadn't really thought about like the, the specific physics of, of breastfeeding until mm. one of our friends recently had a baby with a cleft palate. Ooh, yeah. And, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, right. Of course he can't create suction. Yeah. And so he just level. had a really successful surgery and like he's, he's crushing it. Great. So, um, but yeah, it's just so interesting. Okay. Here's a question that I have. What is breast milk? <laughs> um, it is, it's human milk. Yeah. Um, we create it from our bloodstream. Oh, Okay. So it's pretty amazing. We have these um, these mammary cells mm. um, that pull from. So like Rinny, you're gonna pull from your bloodstream to create food for your baby. Mm. What? Yeah, that's wild. Like, <laughs> my brain breaks. Yeah, yeah, right. To think about it. Um, and so it's a lot of work for mm-hmm. um, a you know a human making milk for another baby. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. for a baby. Um, so you need up to like 500 extra calories a day. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, you gotta keep taking that prenatal vitamins. <laughs> You know, make sure that you're taking care of your body. So when we see someone, say, with a cesarean birth who's having a hard time making milk, a lot of times it's because their body is prioritizing healing themselves first. So the energy is going into the healing and not into the making milk. Okay. Um, And it can follow. But it's like if you're not there to take care of your baby, there's no point in having milk. So Mm -hmm. your body focuses all of its energy on preserving yourself and healing. Interesting. And then the milk. Does milk, depending on the person, does it have a different uh, makeup slash taste? I think the taste is, I mean, it varies even within the same person yeah, from like sure. day to day and month to month. Um, but I think it's pretty universal as yeah. far as his taste goes yeah. ish. I've had it before. I mean, it's very sweet. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I mean, it's yummy. Yeah. It's, I, I remember, <laughs> what's that stupid show? Oh, Cribs mm. on MTV. And there was a football player. I'm not good at sports stuff, but it was, it was like a very famous football guy. And they, you know, they they would be like, you know, here's my bedroom where all the magic happens. And then they would like go through the, the kitchen and they would that open was up. classic cribs, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where all the magic happens. <laughs> that phrase was said on here's every single episode. Where the magic happens. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then they would oftentimes, you know, be in the kitchen and they would open up their fridge. And so he was like showing you, like one side of it was like all like crystal or whatever, like champagne and and then the other side, they were like, what's that? And he was like, oh, that's, it's breast milk. And I drink it before games. <gasps> And they were like, awesome. wow, where do you, well, where do you get all the breast milk? And he was like, well, my, my sister. <laughs> Shut up. And I can't remember what it was. Oh she was like a wet nurse or something. Like she had, she was someone who could provide him a lot of, and so he's drinking his sister's breast milk. Interesting. And I was always like, For the like wow. colostrum or something? So maybe? colostrum like, is the very first the milk very that first. you make. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So at yeah. that point it would have been full mature human milk, okay. not mm-hmm. colostrum. Okay. Colostrum you get very little of, so that wouldn't do anything for a sports, like okay. for an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it's, what an interesting um, choice. But it was just yeah. that it's nutrient dense, I guess, or what was Yeah, the... it's got lots of good stuff in it. I mean, uh-huh. we, again, we have a lot of research to do. Folks have been looking into it when it comes to cancer as well. Mm, okay. Um, a lot of us, our brains went a little crazy thinking about how it could Im- affect COVID. Oh, yeah. Because the right. moms passed their antibodies into the milk. Right. Okay. So parents who are nursing their babies right now are protecting their babies from COVID if they've had COVID or if they've had a vaccine. Oh, um, so I didn't even think about a that. lot of us, our brain went, yeah, you know, I was like, should I relactate to give it to my kids? Because they didn't get vaccinated until like last December. You right. could have saved our president if you breastfed. <laughs> <laughs> President Biden, who we just found out has COVID today, if you had breastfed him. Right. <laughs> yes. That would have been a real civic duty. Absolutely. Um, An American hero. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
which is interesting because when you talk about this athlete and his sister, there's a lot of debate around kind of the ethics around folks wet nursing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of um, racism in the past with slavery. And mm-hmm. um, these black women had to choose white babies to feed over their own babies. Oh, so yeah. there's a really intense past there. Um, but then also the ethics of like, what is a woman's time worth? What is her giving of her body and that mm. energy worth? Mm. Um, sure. So it's it's tricky. It's huh. tricky stuff. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, it is like there's do men when you were mentioning like the mammary glands. Like, so do men not like six cis men? Do they have mammary glands? There's there's some stuff there. OK. Yeah. All bodies can breastfeed if they want to. Mm. It takes a whole lot more effort. Right. Mm. Um, you know, if you haven't gone through a pregnancy, that's mm-hmm. a lot more effort. If you. um if you're a cis man, it takes way, way more effort. Okay. Like what? Uh, like hormone treatment. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also some other medications that can help bring okay. in milk and develop tissue and stuff like that. God, I mean, this is my dream. This is my, You've always my, said my, it. my You've... father and I have always had this dream of like being able to carry a baby and breastfeeding all that sort of stuff. Maybe this is my time. I really have to work on my nipple hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> An enormous amount of breast hair. So, um, but that's interesting. I just hadn't really thought about that. Because, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I'd love to switch gears because, you know, we've talked so much about um, the sort of breast and chest feeding. Piece. Yeah, sure. And um, and I, I'm I'm curious about formula. And I know that this yeah. isn't necessarily like your expertise and you've just started to do these deep dives. But um, I was hoping that you could talk a little bit to the formula shortage. And then um, maybe let's just start there. So formula shortage, and I know that you're really assisting people in getting formula in Portland. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's been very interesting because with lactation, we don't get a lot of education Mm -hmm. around formula or even Mm. really bottle feeding, which is ridiculous. The number of parents (laughs) who are feeding breast milk in bottles, like we should be way more educated Mm. on that. Sure. Um, So this year when... There's been a shortage going on for a little while. Mm. Um, But what happened was back in the beginning of 2022, there was um, a recall of Mm -hmm. Similac formula. Okay. So they pulled a bunch of formula off the shelves. So that was part of it. So we also then had supply chain issues when it came to packaging. Sure. Mm -hmm. So we kind of had this perfect storm Mm. of issues around all of this. There's also only three manufacturers in the United States that make all of our baby formulas. That was the that was the part that fucked me up the most. I was like, wait, we're depending on these three companies to feed our children. Yeah. And the FDA like really Mm. has a lockdown on things, so it's really hard to get stuff from other countries. Mm. Um, Was the recall because of a tainted batch or something mm -hmm. like that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's tricky stuff because so technically there's a whole bunch of debate. Like, and we can get into a lot of there's we could talk about this for so many episodes. Sure, yeah, yeah. Really wanted totally. To. Um, but around like formula preparation, um, folks are often thinking they're boiling the water to clean the water. Mm. But generally our goal here is to get the water really hot, put it on the powder to make sure that we kill anything that was left oh. in the powder. Okay, sure. But when you have a hungry baby, that's right. exhausting to try to figure out how to get it to the right temperature to sterilize the formula powder mm-hmm. and then let it cool to a temperature where your baby mm-hmm. can actually drink it. Sure. They're hungry. Like, yeah. what are you supposed to do? So a lot of people don't do that. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people just mix it with cold water or, you know, water that they know is safe. That's so interesting. Yeah, because um, it would have to get above 165 technically to kill any bacteria. Right. Huh. So, we're, you know, it's it's tricky. So it's like those babies who are damaged by that formula, like, could it have been prevented by sterilizing with water maybe wow. okay um, yeah maybe hmm. yeah and there's also ready to feed formula which okay. is something i didn't really know much about before i went on this dive this year which is when you buy it in liquid form like yeah and that stuff is super safe yeah because mm. so it comes to ready to eat and it's already 
aseptic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's so much more expensive. Oh, I could only imagine. And the storage, like to have the amount your baby needs. Right. So people don't do that because it's not Mm. cost effective. Okay. Right. Well, Um, the formula itself is, I mean, I've looked at the shelves and looked at the price tag and I can't. Yeah. Well, it's the. I can't even. It's unfathomable how expensive it it is. It feels like it's along the lines of kind of, you know, when people are getting married, like every, like, you know, the photographer who normally charges X amount charges Y amount for weddings. And they're (laughs) like, you know, you could get a a cheaper photographer, but do you want to ruin like your whole wedding? And it's (laughs) like, you're stuck in this between a rock and a hard place. And it's, it's like, well, do you care about your baby? It's such a bullshit version of capitalism. I mean, the fact that this is something that people have to like worry about financially. Oh yeah. Folks should not have to pay for formula. It should absolutely be like a thing you have a prescription for. Exactly. We should either pay for lactation care or we pay for your formula. That's how it should go. Well, and especially for, for, um, you know, a family that is, has a, the kid's got a dairy allergy or a soy mm-hmm. allergy or something oh, like that, yeah. right? And they need really specific. Oh, that hypoallergenic stuff is like it's, twice the price. Yes. It's so mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this is and all stuff parents, I didn't know until right. this year, yeah. really. Yeah. Well, and this is, I, the, I, I've I bought, you know, whenever I've seen people that are like, you know, um, looking for help and they've got a kiddo and, and I'm outside of a store and I'm like, can I get you something? Like I've gotten a ton of people diapers and formula nice. and someone recently, they, they asked specifically for the hypoallergenic yeah. formula. And I, I didn't know that was a thing. And it was shocking to see how much more expensive Unbelievable. it was. It was such bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah. like the same price as the big cans, right? Mm-hmm. but it's but like half a the third size. the size. Yeah. yeah. Or something. It's yeah. tiny. I know, mm-hmm. It's wild. So, so we had this huge thing happen with the, the recall and then the supply chain issues um, so this one big factory in Michigan had to shut down and okay. it took months and months. I'm not really sure what the hangup was, but yeah. it took many, many, many months to get back up and running. They didn't get back up until June, beginning of June. Hmm. Um, and this was like February, March. God, wow. Right. And so and the how shelves is that even just possible get, for them? Right. Right. I don't understand. I mean, that. it must have been big enough repairs or something right, that right, they had right. to do. Um, so the shelves just started getting more and more bare. Mm-hmm. And because all of that Similac, Similac formula had been taken off the shelves, folks ran to Infamil. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's a shortage of Infamil, but not because they had a recall. It's because folks just switched demand. from Similac. Yeah. So actually now when you go to the store, you can find a bunch of the basic Similac advance. Okay. Super easy. Okay. But people are kind of scared of it now. Mm. And they've switched their babies. And once you get a formula your baby's happy on, like yeah. you don't want to mess with that. Switch? Of course. Right, right. Yeah. So we've ended up with this situation where the shelves are literally bare. Mm. Can babies eat something else? Such a good question. Like, I was like, I was like, could you be making I don't know, something, I don't know what it would even be, protein powder or right. like so, milk or. So what happened was in like May is when the media really took hold of the situation mm. yeah, and, sure. and really made everyone really aware of it. Um, and I do think it had kind of hit a peak mm-hmm. as far as like shelves being empty. It was like 75% of the shelves were empty wow. at that point or something. Um, so there was tons of social media outrage, as you imagine. Right. And person after person after person saying like, Hey, just make this homemade baby formula. Mm-hmm. Here's a recipe. You've got tons of time. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> no, certainly from that perspective, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, the, the truth of the matter is if you're going to make a homemade baby formula, you better know a whole lot about nutrition mm. to be able to vet. Chemistry. you uh-huh. got to vet which recipe is actually a good one. Yeah. Like right. we, So the lactation community really kind of rallied together when this happened. And there was a lot of different responses. So mm. there was folks who would look into these recipes and study them and say, well, this one literally is like five calories an ounce versus 20 calories an ounce. Oh, um, yeah, sure. So if you were to make that recipe versus this one, you're going to starve your baby. Mm. Mm. 
Right. Okay. So you have to know which recipe to pick. And then on top of that, you have to be really good about sourcing your ingredients, yep. making mm-hmm. sure the ratios are per- like you have to make everything perfectly right. to protect mm-hmm. your baby. Their baby is vulnerable. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. So hmm. in my opinion, it's really not a good option. Yeah. 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 Um, so that was happening. So I was responding to every one of those. I Like I try not to get I don't like doing that stuff on social media. It's, <laughs> I, it's I not that. worth my time generally. Right, right. But when it comes to baby safety, I was like, nope, this is worth the argument on right. the Internet for me. Right. Yes. Um, so I was doing that. And at the same time, I was seeing I'm in a bunch of different parenting groups mm. on Facebook. It's like one of the main things I use Facebook for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would see someone being like, I need this formula. And then over here, I'd see someone be like, hey, I have a couple of cans I don't really need or I can spare for now cool. or whatever. And they were just all over the place. And my head was starting to go like, oh, well, what if we actually got all these people together? Like, what if there wasn't as much of a shortage as we thought? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there is a shortage. The shelves should not be bare. Sure. Right? Totally. But what if we as a community could come together? Right. <clears throat> And I was definitely feeling this, like, I have to do something. We got to feed these. I can't imagine being a parent who feeds their baby formula and doesn't know where they're going to get their next can mm-hmm. from like mm. that um, that worry Terrifying. and that fear like mm-hmm. I cannot imagine so um, I have a friend who's also in the lactation world and we were texting each other and joking like man should I just re-lactate which is totally mm-hmm. a thing yeah um, I nursed three babies really well I had tons of milk I was like I don't know maybe I should just do this like I'll start giving away milk that's you know but it's very time intensive sure and the amount like again you have to eat extra 500 extra calories and it's so much time yeah um, and so she and I were both joking, like, we should relactate. And you're like, no, that's really dumb. We can't, we can't actually <laughs> sustain that, that's, but we have to do something. Okay. What are we going to do? Um, and she has been pretty involved in the mutual aid world here in Portland, okay. um, throughout COVID getting people masks when they need them, mm. various different things. So she already kind of had some experience in like what it looks like to bring together a community to help each other out. Okay. Um, and that's what mutual, I don't know the term mutual aid. Yeah. So mutual aid is when it's a, uh, it's actually more in the BIPOC community than oh, yeah. us white folks. Sure. Um, so we actually tread very lightly. Um, mm. we talked to quite a few of the block leaders in town before we started this cause we're cool. both white ladies Yeah. <laughs> and we wanted to be respectful. Um, but we saw this need that needed to be met and no one else was doing it. And so it's it's basically, it's what you might imagine how a nonprofit would start, mm. except none of them have the intention of getting to nonprofit status. Okay, yeah. It's it's We're kind of leaving capitalism and government out of it. And we're just, we take care of us. It's Very kind of one cool. of the big phrases they use. We take care of us. Yeah. You know, scarcity is a myth. Mm. I love that. Because we all got each other's backs, you know? So we came together and we created a a Twitter and a Facebook group and an Instagram because that's how people get word out these days. And we just started collecting donations from people. We got donations of unopened cans. We got money donations. So then we would buy stuff when we saw it. But we weren't buying things that... Okay, let me back up. So we created a Google form. Okay. uh, Good old spreadsheets. Yeah. um, Where someone (laughs) could say like, here, here's my name. Um, I'm... We asked if they were part of a marginalized group or not. We thought was important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, what area of town they were in, what formula they needed, how soon they needed it, that kind of stuff. So when we had a need come in, then we would get our eyes on the shelves mm, and yeah. use the money that was donated to buy for them. We didn't want to contribute to the shortage. Right. Um, and so then we really relied on other folks in our community to help us deliver. Um, our folks would come to a porch pickup or things like that. Very cool. Um so it's been really amazing. And the group has kind of evolved a little bit to where a lot of it is folks just offering themselves like here, mm. rather than giving us the donation, they're just putting it out there. Like, here's what I have. Here's a picture of it. Mm. Who wants oh, it? Oh, that's great. Um, like Facebook marketplace kind of sort basically, of. Yeah. yeah. What's the name of the group? Feeding Babes Block. Cool. Yeah. Love that. And is that how people can find you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Twitter, 
Facebook. Yeah, feeding Facebook. So okay. on Facebook, it's a private group. You just okay. have a few questions you have to answer. Great. Um, we don't do as much on Twitter as I maybe had planned. Okay. Um, but <laughs> you certainly can reach out to us that way. I don't I, understand how to use Twitter. Yeah, I, I hate social media. Oh, it's like, the worst. I yeah. hate it. But yeah. it's, With you know, them. it's how we get but, old people right now. And that's so true. I mean, it is the, the web of it all. Like the mm-hmm. interconnectivity that it allows is amazing. But yeah. oof, it's just, it is a nonstop a lot. Yeah. Of so <laughs> one of the other things that we did that's been really helpful that actually takes the labor off of almost everybody, mm. the work, um, is asking for formula aisle pictures. Oh, so that's a great idea. If anyone who's listening wants to take pictures of the formula aisle when they're at a grocery store and send it to us on Twitter or oh, Instagram that's or such wherever, a cool idea. then we share it with the larger group. And so instead of driving to 20 stores looking for their yeah. formula, they can just look at the images. We ask people to give us a day and time with it. Um, like in the Facebook group, we have a daily post. So mm-hmm. for today, put your pictures of grocery store huh. in here. That's such, a That's such an interesting idea. It's like yeah. ways, you know, way, mm-hmm. like where you can like you report if there's a cop somewhere, if there's yeah. an accident or something. Yeah, totally. I wonder if there was a, like a real time way to like have inventory. Right. And that's, that's That's what would be amazing is if we could get connections in with folks who either work at grocery stores or who do Instacart. I haven't been able to connect to anybody who does those things. So if anyone wants to reach out, they can. Um, I'm trying to, I don't actually use our email address that much. What is it? Feedingbabesblock at protonmail.com, I think. Okay. But just reach out on Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook. That's totally fine. You can fine. also reach out to us, you know, let's eat at mikeyandrin.com and we'll pass it along to you. But that's, I mean, that's a fantastic idea. I love that. I mean, being someone who this is like a totally different world, but you know, I'm a chef. I do a lot of recipe development. And just this last week, I was like trying to look for some like relatively obscure ingredients and I ran all over. I mean, I yeah. drove a yeah. hundred miles to try to find like, and I was looking for soy, like I was looking for tamari powder, Okay, but like very different thing, yeah. but it was just, I couldn't get a hold of anybody to ask them actually if they mm-hmm. had it on the shelf. And it was like, you couldn't look it up online. So that's a, what a cool community thing. I love yeah. that. And it's been so important with gas prices being oh, high too. Sure. Definitely. Yeah. And it's impacted everyone of every socioeconomic status. So totally. for a lot of people, they don't need us to gift them formula. They just need they to just find need to know where it. it is. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. So we've had folks donate. We've had over $1,500 donated. We've oh, spent great. all but 75 at okay. this point. Amazing. Um, and you can donate through like the Facebook group, for instance. Yeah. If you go find uh, us on social media, we've got like the whole link tree thing. Wonderful. It takes you to our cash app and our Venmo. Amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. So good. Do you want to ask a fun question and I'll ask some fun questions? Yes. Are these the ones I'm going to get wrong? Yes. Well, mine you're going to get wrong. Mine you will get wrong, but Rin's you will get probably right. Yeah, mine you cannot get wrong. There's no wrong answer. We've got our person picking up our Ridwell. Yeah. Ridwell doesn't pay us for anything. So they I should, should, though. Yeah, they should. They should try. <laughs> Ridwell, because Portland doesn't recycle all the things that are recyclable. And so Ridwell comes and gets all the hard to recycle things. Like batteries oh, that's fun and stuff. that they're doing the pickup right now. Ours yeah. was picked up yesterday. Amazing. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. This is our first time. So, um, very exciting. Okay. So, Sarah, this is, you probably know these questions because mm-hmm. this is something we like to ask all of our guests. Okay. Um, Two parter. First part Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. And then the second part is, what meal would you prepare for said celeb crush? Could be dinner mm, mm-hmm, or it could mm-hmm. be a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, what is, who is my celebrity crush right now? 
I like that it. I like that it changes. Oh yeah, it needs I know. to evolve. She's like right now. Like well, that. there's also a lot of people that um, I've found attractive that have come out to be turned out to be monsters. Well, there, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's that. Like, wow, is that what just happened? Crush gone. Yeah, I will say the theme for me is accents. So, like, oh. like growing up was Antonio Banderas. Oh, yes. okay, come on, I like mm-hmm. that. We had accent night in college where we would go to. So we went to. I went to school in Ithaca, so we went to Ithaca College, and then we go to Cornell. And we would each like have an accent, <laughs> and I swear our like success rate went very much up. Yes, <laughs> on accent nights. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Uh, James McAvoy might be my current. Oh. Uh-huh. Do you know who that is? I think I don't so. Know who. I'm so bad about from. What all has he been in? So he was in um, His Dark Materials, I think is his most recent thing oh, okay. I've seen, which I that. love those books. Okay. Um, and the movie, the Golden Compass movie was terrible. So I was really nervous when the movie came out uh-huh. or the series came out. Oh, you totally know who he is. This guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. He's handsome. Yeah. Like it. And he's got he, his version oh, of his Scottish. accent too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say it's that it's Scottish. It feels a little bit more like. They take charge mm-hmm. or like be fun. Mm-hmm. Totally. <laughs> got a little edge to them. Um, so. I don't know how to answer this other question because. So. Oh, is he with Alanis Morissette? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> oh no, I'm sorry. His wife just looks like a man. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny thing for me about coming on your show is that I don't do kitchen. Oh. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know kitchen. Uh-huh. Yeah. I actually was making a meal for my family earlier this week and I was like, oh, maybe they'll ask me what I'm making and I'm actually making a meal right now and I'm yeah. like, so proud of it. <laughs> like that's how much I don't do well, kitchen. What we have not talked about is you can also like Grubhub or of caviar course. or something from, okay. you know, from the, the coitus bed. <laughs> <laughs> They'll deliver the it to you. The coital bed? Coital bed. The, the coiled <laughs> bed? <laughs> the comfy snuggly bed. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But yeah, yeah, you can, so you can, it could be something you'd order too. That's for easier. Sure. sure. Uh, for whatever reason, sushi popped into mind. Yes. Yeah, sushi's sexy. Uh-huh. Sushi is so sexy. Yeah. And it's also like, I never walk away from a meal of sushi and feel like, oh man, mm-hmm. I ate way too much. Right. Like I could still sex it up after a yeah, sushi Yeah, for meal. sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. yeah, there's. It feels there's, like fuel. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Like yes. Nobody, nobody should be eating like barbecue on like a date where they might have sex later. Right, like, right, right, not, right, not cool. right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'll picking have stuff the, out of your teeth. The double fried baked potato, please. You know. Yeah, if you're having barbecue, that's a fuck first situation. No and doubt. Then, yeah, and yeah, then that's you're your reward. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And then you sleep in separate homes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay, so now for the questions that you're not going to get right. Fantastic. Uh-huh. Yep, um, yep. So we are now at the Mikey Quizathon. Oh, wow. I don't quite have my uh, my thing dialed yet, but I kind of like something like that. Yeah, we'll so, um, keep workshopping it. We, no, uh, I won't. Um, but <laughs> So we have, um, we've been talking obviously about um, feeding today and about babies. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just thinking about milk. I was thinking a lot about milk. Mm-hmm. Um, so not necessarily breast milk, but just milk is kind of a general thing. It's been a... Um, a rough go for me in my life. Okay. Not because I'm lactose intolerant, <laughs> but I just think milk is kind of disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, so Which I, is funny because your dad, shout out to your dad who listens to the podcast, drinks oh, like yeah. four or five glasses of milk a day. He's well, an adult man. And can we maybe say causation? Uh, right. <laughs> Why do I think it's disgusting? Because my father drinks like this. <laughs> And it's milk. Is there always a milk mustache situation? I don't really remember many milk mustaches. Well, it's yeah. because he drinks skim milk. So there's no, oh, like, right. there's it's no, like water. It's there's no, no residue. Yeah. 
Um, well, the and then the other one, Milk, in my life was the only um, academic success that I've really had in my life was I was a part of this like study in college. And um, it was actually about the term hooking up. Like, what does it mean to hook up? And we kind of interviewed all these people. But anyways, we got this award, which we had to go to like Niagara Falls for. And there was this conference. We got this award and I got like a little plaque. And my name is Mike Sheather. And my plaque said, Milk Shatter. It did not. It did. <laughs> How do you do that? And I was like, wait, they thought my name was Milk and then my and then milk pooper like milk shatter was my name. So God, you're one and only crowning achievement All I in had. college too. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's oh. so whatever. It's okay. Um, it's still on the wall somewhere, though, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know where it is. It's it's in our basement somewhere. Yeah. We'll have to frame it and yeah. then put it on a trophy. And then you're gonna want to tell your kid about this. Oh, Definitely. for sure. Yeah. His name. He might be Milk Junior. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so we have a milk quiz today. Okay. okay. So first question mm-hmm. on the milk quiz. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the coolest way to drink milk? The coolest way Ooh. to drink milk. Through a um one of those, remember Ooh. those straws? Ooh, the yeah. like the like curly zippy mm-hmm. straws. Like a shoots and ladder straw. Ooh, yeah. like the helmet with the straw. Ooh, <laughs> helmet with the straw. Yeah, that's a potentially dangerous situation if the milk spills into your hair or something. <laughs> it's real smelly. You never get that out. Uh, my brain went to the technical side of things and saying like straight out of the fridge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, I guess technically we could have said like, yeah, you uh, freeze dried milk or like uh, ice. What do they call it? Dry like ice. Slushy or like something. Mm-hmm. Dry mm-hmm. ice milk. Dry ice. Final answers? Yeah, sure. Okay, sorry, you're both incorrect. Uh, <laughs> the correct coolest way to drink milk was when I was a kid, and I didn't drink milk at home, and then I went to a ski lesson, and um, they forced me to drink a pint of milk, and I vomited the milk in front of all the other kids. Oh. And then was traumatized by the idea of milk for years. Yeah. God, isn't that interesting? There's the inception, right? Yep. Yeah, could be. His milk aversion. I think it was before that, too, Well, but though. if he didn't want to drink it then. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's true. It was yeah. already, the trauma was already pre-planted. Some, but it we'll, just got, we'll like, dig digger, digger oh. roots? Bigger digger roots. roots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Digging down. <laughs> the diggy, the biggie roots. <laughs> okay, so zero, zero. Um, second question. <laughs> What's the best place to store milk? Best place to store milk. Yeah, I'm I'm stepping into a trap here, but it's I mean it's the fridge for me. Yeah, for I'm gonna, sure. I'm gonna go yeah. with Mikey doesn't like milk in the, in the cow. <laughs> Keep it in the cow. <laughs> yeah, I have an anti-milking stance. No, just leave it in there. Let those poor ladies just explode. <laughs> Or into their baby cows. Oh, Come into the baby on. cows. Well, that's true. Well, yes. no, actually, okay, there you I do go. Actually, baby cows. That's I do the actually final agree. answer. That's, yes. I'm not going to, it's not the correct answer because <laughs> okay. it's not the correct answer, but that is correct. That's a we really, should not be drinking other mammals' milk. That's, that's a disgusting. Really, really good answer. No, best place to store milk was my roommate in college who um, left a quart of milk under our, under our joint um, bunked bed <gasps> for, I'm going to say six months. Oh my gosh. And then it, it was unopened. Okay. Then it got opened and it was, the foulest, oh my god, crustiest. It smelled like someone had died in our room. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, and then because we were drunk, dumb college kids, it didn't really get thrown out or cleaned up <laughs> for another week or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Very sure. Nice. It was disgusting. Definitely. Yeah, and that smell way. really lingers. Mm-hmm. Milk, ha- mil- yeah. Milk has a spoiled milk has a foulness that's um, unbelievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's ungodly. Yeah. Unmatched. Unmatched. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Final question. The current score is. Zero, zero. It's nil, nil. Zed, zed. 
third. I can tell Sarah's like, I'm trying so hard. I'm going to fucking win this thing. Oh, yeah. You, you can see it in her face. Oh, I know. You can she's tell best. when we have a competitive person oh, on yeah. the show, right? Because she's like, she's already like, how do I, how do, how can I win Did this? You What's the strategy? Unwinnable? Not possible. No, it's not yeah. possible. Okay, third and final question. What's the best place to eat ice cream? Best place to eat ice cream. Best place to eat ice cream. Um, every day's in Lakeland where Ooh. I used to scoop ice cream oh, and nice. sometimes work the short order grill as well. I didn't know you were an ice cream scooper. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really do so much of that. They kept me. Away from the customers. Are you just really bad at scooping ice cream? <laughs> I was never really given the opportunity. Oh, I know. I know. We could get you a scooper job yeah. this summer. Okay. Uh, yeah, Straw's looking for something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I will say it was the summer. Um, it was a big party summer, oh. and um, yeah. and I was both driving a beer cart on a golf course and then working the short order situation. Ooh, yeah, it sounds like you were running pretty ragged. Yeah, I can't imagine that I was like an A plus employee. They were like um, your hangover shakes, like when you're trying to scoop the Rocky Road. They're like, <laughs> well, I like that they were like maybe not scooping ice cream, but definitely go cook people's food. Right? Yeah, you can cook yeah, <laughs> eggs. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like could it. go wrong. <laughs> yeah, every day's. Every day's. Got it. Okay. What you got? On a dock of a lake. Ooh, Ooh. that's a good answer. And adjacently, it's close to what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so the best place to eat ice cream is uh, the time where we went to a lake as a family over yeah. the summer. And there was a bunch of hot, we were at the ice cream place mm -hmm. and this camp that was all girls camp that was like down the road that we didn't know, they like opened up the doors and it was like all, I was probably 13 or something. And all these like beautiful girls got out of the van <laughs> and they were like starved for outside world attention. So they like saw me and my cousin were like f cute and flirting with us. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I got an ice cream cone and I was trying to play it super cool. And my ice cream rolled off of my cone oh, onto no. the ground. And I decided that these girls would think it was super cool if uh -uh. I popped it into my, it was covered in like, I'm going to say cigarette butts, but it was definitely like ground <laughs> stuff. Didn't really wipe it off and just popped it right into my mouth. And these girls, very unimpressed. Didn't think it was cool. No, it was the end of our conversation. Sure. <laughs> I'm just going to advocate for Sarah. That the lake, lakeness. Yeah. I close. mean, she at least needs somewhat of a percentage well, and of then, a point there. And then the second question, you, you know, you were kind of in a similar, like, so I'm going to give you a quarter of a point <gasps> for each. So that gives you a half a point and it makes you ding, 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 the winner of today's game. <laughs> Oops, no. There we go. Congratulations. Has oh, that ever you. happened before? We've had a couple, like, quarter of a point, eighth of a point, half point winners. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You don't get anything for it, but just nope, the pride. No plaque. With no. My name is spelled. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I feel like you need to give um, condensed answers to yours. So, like, for that last one. Yeah. With hot girls. Yes. Oh, yeah. With yes. hot girls. That's mm -hmm. yeah. true. Yeah. 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 But then I like it makes your story. a much less funny story. I like your story. Well, you yeah. start with the story. Right. Yeah. But then yeah. the final answer. Oh, yes. it's hot girls. With hot girls. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. See, that's good um, feedback. The other part of it is that we don't take notes, though. I don't take notes. <laughs> I'll, I'll let myself out. I don't take feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking advice. When not, isn't that what Kanye, Kanye said? Kanye, <laughs> yeah. He had a press. Do you know about that? Uh, we love to put Kanye up on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. Well, he had a press conference where he announced that he wasn't, he was no longer taking advice. I did that. not know. That's amazing. That to me is like worth the price of admission. Mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. It's like, not, I'm not taking advice. Like from your accountant or your lawyers or anything, you're just like, no more. Okay, no more. Cool. Right. 
Sarah, this was such a joy. Yeah. You are a gem of a human. Thanks for doing what you do. Um, Will you list off again the social media places where people can find you? Yeah, for sure. So my lactation practice is called Opus Lactation. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just at Opus Lactation, various places. Um, And then if you are struggling to find formula um, for whatever reason, you can reach out to us at Feeding Babes Block on the social medias. Amazing. Fabulous. I love it. This was fun. I'm kind of hungry for some breast milk. <laughs> Put some in a smoothie. Oof. I think I just, I get to go straight. straight take a shot. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. You. Bye. That was a really uh, amazing conversation. So illuminating on a lot of the things that we are, I mean, that are coming up in our immediate future. Yes. But also just things that we should be thinking about as eating and feeding humans. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to learn more about Sarah, she is at opuslactation.com and also opuslactation on social needs. Um, If you are in Portland and you want to be a part of this um, formula assistance that she has really brilliantly co-founded, it is called Feeding Babes Block. And um, she did say they're much more active on Facebook than yeah. on Twitter, yeah. but messages in either of those places will get you connected. And also that is a place where you can um, donate some funds if you're able to do that. Yeah. And you can do that whether or not you live in Portland. This is yes, a great thing to be, yeah, yep. great thing to be helping out. I think the idea of the sharing formula aisles mm, photos, that's so smart. wild to me. Like that so is, smart. that's such a cool innovation around this. Cause yep. I mean, talk about people that don't have extra time to be fucking around, driving all around town to try to find an essential food. Yep. I love that. Yeah. So um, we are Mikey and Rin. We you are. Can, you can find us okay. on social media platforms. Great. At Mikey and Rin. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can DM us on Instagram and you can also email us at let's eat at MikeyandRin.com. The other thing that just happened this morning is I started, um, I'm starting to post uh, stuff on TikTok. Oh, yeah, we're I talking. See you. Yeah. So I we've got lots you. of, uh, we're going to have some cool videos coming up there. We've got a lot of, um, I've just been video, videoing, videotaping is what I was about to say. Oh boy. God, we, this is <laughs> why we're sad? not on TikTok because we're <laughs> fucking old and irrelevant. How do I get this VH ta- tape up to the talk ticks? <laughs> but I have a lot, I've just been filming Rinny a lot lately um, and just her cuteness and her eating and her whatever. And so there's lots of like fun things with, um, you know, her dancing around eating some biscuits and stuff. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. Love you guys. We love you. Bye. Hey guys, we're back from our wonderful interview. We're also listening to our friend's dog slurp water in the background. It feels very like appropriate. It does feel. Um, oh, he's drinking. He's eating. Yeah. 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 I, I like it. I <laughs> he's like suckling it. at the teat of the water bowl. 